Hello and welcome to church. I'm Stephanie, host of Your Atheist Pastor. I, um, this is probably, I don't know, take 527 and, um, I, you know what, it's, it's going well. I mean, clearly it's going well. <laughs> I, um, I learned a few things about myself today. Number one, I was being interviewed by the Fade to Grey crew, three of our fellow Yaptrons, Elizabeth, Chris, and Seth. Super fun. They were they were actually pretty nice to me. They were pretty cool. They did they did a good job. The hard questions weren't too hard, but you know, I I think I don't know. I think I did okay. I guess we'll find out. But I realized that these guys you know, I, I need people to bounce off of or I, I can't do my best work. I need someone to bounce off of for ideas, inspiration, and just maybe overall energy. I also need a couple drinks. And that's that was a mistake I made. Uh, take number 525 and 6. So now I'm on my second drink. Probably shouldn't have put the cranberry in the vodka. It's just going to make a bigger mess when I spill it. But it's all it's all good. So... If you don't drink, that's okay. It's just that you, you, even if you don't drink, you will probably prefer me after a couple of drinks. I'm just saying. So based on what I learned today, I'm just going to ramble on and talk a little bit about what I'm going through right now. Divorce, what it's like to be married to an evangelical Christian turned fundamentalist evangelical Christian. And some interesting questions from a friend that definitely helped me not just flail by myself with nothing to think about. So, <laughs> so some good questions, some, someone who knows me. So we will, um, we shall see what happens next. All right, here we go with the Mostly About Stephanie show. Let's talk a little bit about divorce. That's what I'm going through right now, and I am uh, very happy about it. <laughs> I know that sounds super weird. I mean, maybe, you know what, maybe happy is a strong word. I would not have wished to be in the position of getting divorced, but it is... Um, you know, it's where I'm at and it's uh, it's all going to be better. It's all going to be better in the end. I am married. I have been married for 21 years to what is now a fundamentalist evangelical Christian. He started out a little bit more loose Christian. He doesn't think so. But, you know, I'm just going to I'm going to tell you a few stories and we'll see what you think. (laughs) Um, I'm not going to tell you too much of the stories. You might have to find some of that on Fade to Gray because too many people I know. Oh, oops, I shouldn't have said the title of that podcast. Now people are going to know where to find it. Oh, no. All right. It's all, you know what? It's all right. It's all true. And it's only my opinion of my marriage and my divorce. So take it for what it's worth. Here's where we started. 21 years ago, 23 years ago, we met in a bar. And it was the one night he didn't pray before he went out. So he ended up with me. The next day, the next morning, I heard that he had three ex-wives. He told me three ex-wives and I'm a Christian. 
when I, you know, what's what's strange, I guess I am, um, I'm a very curious person. So I was not really alarmed by either one of those things. And uh, looking back, I probably should have been more alarmed by him being Christian than I was by him being, you know, married three times before. <laughs> so my question, my question was, how many more times are you going to try? And he said, just one more. And I thought, well, all right, well, this will last a couple of weeks. That's pretty much how long things last for me. Four dates, two weeks, and, you know, whichever comes first. And then it's like either either you last that long or you last a really long time. And, and this one lasted really long. Um, things went well for quite a long time. We had some good atheist Christian debates right at the beginning there. And I, I, um, I'm still a little bit lost on how how I was presumed to be all-in Christian during our marriage and even slightly before. I think, I think that it's just the crazy, the crazy in-love phase you go through at the beginning and you just, you just, you don't notice it. You don't see it. And maybe from a Christian point of view, they prayed and they're like, no, you know, I'm, I'm guessing, I'm guessing his men's group I hate saying that men's group. It just sounds so churchy. His men's group probably all said, no, you know, she's, she's cool. It's fine. She's cool. I'm sure she's a Christian. You know, God will love her. It'll be fine. <laughs> but I feel like the words were never actually said. The question was never really asked point blank. And I think that's because you don't want to know the answer sometimes when you don't ask a question point blank. So here we are now. 21 years married, 23 years later, almost, divorcing. At this point, I, you know, I was fine at the beginning with, with um, him being Christian. I went to church. I thought, well, this is fun. I'll be curious. And I did not, I was not raised, I was not raised in the church. So it was all really foreign to me. I, it was, it was completely new territory. And the one thing that was cool was it was kind of a community, the not cool part was, uh, well, he, well, <laughs> the not cool part was also the community. <laughs> okay, let's let me see if I can let me see if I can figure this out. I'm gonna figure this out live because you know what? I'm not doing 528 takes. I'm just, I am sorry. It's just not gonna happen. We're just going straight through this time. Third drink, all good. It's gonna be fine. What creeped me out about those places was how how much people you know, follow directions. And I'm not that person. I don't follow directions well. I don't, uh-oh, I almost spilled my drink. Shoo, that was close. <laughs> okay, told you, staying live, not editing. Doesn't matter. It's all good. It'll be short anyway, because I talk fast. So, sitting in a Christian church after never being in one, an evangelical one, no less, with, you know, contemporary Christian music and a funny pastor, it was, uh, you know, raising your hands in worship. It was just such a, it's almost spooky. It was just different if you're from the outside. I, you know, I don't know. I'm not sure how to explain it. I'm not sure I could explain it to anybody that didn't come from where I, from where I come from. But I met a lot, of, I met a lot of nice people. The only thing about them is I never, I never really felt like we connected. I never really felt like they were very genuine and after I was gone, you know, I went there. I went I went to church, so we're going to jump ahead. Keep keep up. Ten years I went to church. 
And when I stopped going, no one, no one noticed, no one bothered to say anything. And I would say, you might be thinking right now, well, your husband was probably still going to church at that church. And you know what? He wasn't. That's why I wasn't going there. So we took a break from that church. And I don't exactly remember why. Oh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Do you remember last week when I was talking to Daryl about God opening a window and closing doors or whatever it was? I think he opened doors and Daryl walked through one. And I said, when God opened the door, did he also put a plexiglass in front of the drum set? And his answer was yes. Well, I remember sitting in church. I remember sitting in church. Husband, husband was a worship drummer. Because I didn't say that a drink ago. Husband was a worship drummer. And as soon as they put the plexiglass terrarium in, like they would have, they would have for the other drummers that didn't have quite enough finesse to control their, control their volume, they would have a little plexiglass fence, right? But they would take it down for future wrecks. And uh, the day, <laughs> the day that one of those terrariums got put in, you know, with the top on it and everything where you're just sitting in this little claustrophobic plastic room. I said, no, that's it. We're done. He's, there's no way he's not going to keep playing here. And sure enough, it was just a few weeks and he quit the worship band and took some time off from church, which in my opinion was one of the best parts of our marriage when he wasn't, when he wasn't at church. He was still studying. He was still studying the word, but it just... It was different. It was better. I thought so anyway. So <laughs> there you go. How about that for a sidetrack? Pretty cool, huh? And and tying it into last week's podcast. Also, it's almost like I'm a genius. <laughs> Not really. Don't get confused. Okay, back to it. So while I was there, I did participate quite a bit because, you know, friendly, I like making friends and I ended up uh, I ended up being the first person to hang artwork and have like an art program at the church, which also taught me a lot about the church because they um, are both uptight and have no backbone. Doesn't seem about, well, I don't know. I'm not sure how that works. So I can think of a couple instances where someone painted, well, there was someone with a turban, and so they would all see that as, whoa, terrorist. And it's like, whoa, it's just a guy with a turban. It's fine. You don't want me to hang this? Are you weird? You're, you know. Oh, okay. And the other one was um, a painting of someone breastfeeding. Not a photo. Nothing was showing. And they were still really weirded out by that level of, you know, nature. Human, human form and nature. And I just, you know, and I kind of fought that. I was like, hey, no, that's not really, it's not cool. It's just women, it's just boobs, not a big deal. That, that's what they're for. Oh, well. So that, that uh, being on, kind of on the backside of that, too. So, you know, what you guys probably don't know yet is that I was involved a little bit more in the background, too, than, than most people that go to church because with a husband in ministry, I also, oh, God, oh no, I hope I wasn't in ministry. I didn't want to be, but I did do fun things like hang artwork, but I had already done that for 20 years at the local Museum of Art. So it's not like it was new to me. Now with, um, hmm, with, with the other stuff, you know what I, you know what the worst thing was, was like small groups. I hated small groups. And my husband's like, he, 
he thought, he thought, well, you know, you, you present as a Christian, I think is what went wrong. You present as a Christian because you're friends with these people. And also, and also, you know, you're, you're participating in small groups. And I'm like, oh, whoa, hold on. You know, I, I, I always bitched about the small groups. I never liked that. I never liked hanging out with those couple small groups. And they're like, um, blah, 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 blah. And oh, we can't drink wine. We can't drink wine in public because, you know, people will see it. We're Christian. And oh, my gosh. And we're, we're, in, we're in church leadership. That's the worst. One time we were out of town taking, you know, visiting some friends that were in church leadership that have moved. And when we went to take a picture, they switched out their beer I made it look like, actually, I believe it was photoshopped to look like milk. How ridiculous is that? Okay. I told you this was going to get weird because, well, because drinks. But I'm just going to have to tell you, this is so much better than the last version I did while I was super tired and slow with no drinks. Okay? You'll be good. So I pretty much covered the 10 years of me being in church after we were married, well, before and after we were married. I was also in a really cool group that I would recommend to anybody. Um, I don't know. You know what? I'm, I am too cool to give out the name of it, but let's just say they, they were anonymous gift givers. So they would kind of notice what someone needed and anonymously do that thing give them a gift could be could be anything as simple as a, a gas card could be a pedicure gift certificate could be could be diapers could be food it could be anything and it was just um a really fun thing to do kind of like you know being a secret admirer <laughs> just just giving an anonymous gift to someone who needs it and who or who needs the boost you know whether that's a money boost or a mood boost that was really fun Although I kind of feel like they asked me just because they felt sorry for me. (laughs) Um, I don't, you know, like I'm that one, I'm that one that doesn't quite fit in. You know, Sesame Street, one of these things is not like the other. I have always felt like the not like the other. I'm not complaining. It just is. It's how it is. And I'm owning it. I really like it now. You know, you got to do your time as one of those things that's not like the other before you're really happy about it. Once you get to be my age, it's pretty sweet. Now, okay, back on task. So here's where I think here's where I think things went wrong. And again, this is my opinion. This is my take. It's the way I feel. I don't think I don't think I was really listened to. I think I was probably prayed for. I'm probably still being prayed for. I, this is why it's good it's not on video. You would have just seen the eye roll and the, ah, you know, really? But, okay, sorry. Distracted. I think, I think, I, I think because, because it's a male, the husband, Christian, wife, atheist, which at the time, I, he didn't realize, I never quite made it to Christian, even though I said, even though I said I would never own the label, it's, I said I would never own the label of Christian. And he would say, why not? And I'm like, they're all hypocritical. And I just, I don't, I don't relate to them. I don't want to be a Christian. 
<laughs> and then we go round and round. And there was probably a time, there was probably a time where he said something to the effect of, but you do believe in God. And I probably shrugged and went, mm, whatever. You know, I was moved from, I was moved from atheist to agnostic. And then I got a little bit closer. Every time I got a little bit closer to being maybe, maybe there's something to this. Someone would say something that would take me all the way back. and like, oh, yeah, no, this is bullshit. So let's, uh, yeah, forget it. We'll hang out with the people. It's all good. I'm, I'm fine with the people. I like people. But I don't, you know, the praying thing was always another one where I, I probably always had my eyes open. I never raised my hands in worship. I never read aloud with the pastor. It was just not, I just, they didn't get it. What I do have is a huge stack of church bulletins with little stick people drawn all over the letters. And, you know, maybe someday, maybe someday I'll put some pictures up for you. It's a, that was fun. That's what I spent my time doing. Doodling. Yes. And singing the wrong words to the songs. You know, our dog is an awesome dog. Our dog is an awesome dog. We have two of them. One's more awesome than the other. But, you know, it's like kids. Sometimes you got one that's more awesome than the other. <laughs> the church that I, we were going to was um, one of the biggest ones in the area. And it's, I mean, which isn't still huge, but, you know, 3,000 members or so. I don't know, two, 3,000 members, maybe more. I hope my name's not still on that list. But it was patterned after, you know, Willow Creek, Saddleback, that kind of church, you know, pretty slick. And, you know, the band and the all the uh, different productions and puppets, God forbid. But I um, I think I always kind of stood out. And I, well, I know why. But it's because I didn't really, I didn't really do the, um, I didn't really follow the rules. <laughs> <laughs> so the pastor even said that I had a rebel spirit. And that was the one true thing that I heard in that church is that I have a rebel spirit. And there were nice people there. Don't get me wrong. And they were kind to me. And, and, and it was all good. But, oh man, you know what? I'm just, I am a little bit of a troublemaker. But I, I troublemake for good. I troublemake to shake you up and make you think. And that's part of what I'm going to do with this podcast, probably. I'm going to shake you up and make you think, if at all possible. Or make somebody think. Well, I'm making me think right now because, you know, free drinks. There you go. Uh, <laughs> so I hope you're enjoying my rambling so far. I am not exactly sure what I said, but we're going to continue on. I'm pretty sure I already told you what church I went to, why and how I felt about it. So after that, when the uh, drum terrarium came in and and uh, Future X stopped going to church, and I'm like, yay, <laughs> let's stop going to church. Perfect. Yay. <laughs> Plus it was a 20-minute drive, 25-minute drive. And if he was going... If he was going to play the drums, then I'm not going to go hang out there for an extra hour while you're practicing. So then it's two cars. It's a, You know what? It's an environmental footprint thing. So no church for me. <laughs> um, so fast forward. He, he spent a few years, you know, just kind of doing his own thing, but getting more spiritual and being fed by the Lord while I did not the opposite. He eventually, of course, is a lot of Christian friends. So he ended up going to another another church or 
six other churches. It's, it's hard to say. And getting involved in Bible studies. And he's always wanted to be in ministry and <laughs> thought he was going to drag me along with him at some point. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> so, yeah, um, oh, that was never going to happen. Ooh, I like this. Three drinks is perfect. Well, two and a half, two and three quarters. Guys, in six months from now, you're going to get just this incredible report maybe seven months, you're going to get a really good report of what, of what went down. What went down between July and April of next year? But um, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a good story. It's going, you know what, it's going to be good for my book. Maybe I should just save it for my book. It's been a really, um, a really crazy ride trying to divide all of this stuff, but we are, we're very civilized. I want you all to know that we are, we're still friends. It can be done. You can still be nice to each other. You can still be civilized and get divorced. There's no need to be angry. It just, it is. And sometimes it happens and there's just not, there's no way around it. You need to do what's best for you. And really, if it's best for you, it's probably best for them in the long run too. So here we are. (laughs) Here we are going through a fun, crazy pile of paperwork that the state of California wants. All I all I have to say is that I think you can, this is my second civilized divorce. It can be done. There's no <laughs> there's no avoiding it sometimes because there's a lot of life left to live and you only get one in my world. You only get one. I won't be I won't be meeting up with any of uh, my ex-husbands in heaven. I'm just going to take advantage of what I'm doing now. And I am in the best place I've ever been, which is surprising to me. It's shocking. I I've never been I've never been so happy. I've never been so happy. <laughs> I'm happy and I am the host of an atheist podcast. How weird is that? Who would have thought? And I'm just, I'm stoked. I'm honored that I was somehow thought to be good at this. I, You might all change your mind after the next drink. Maybe you've already changed your mind, but it's okay. Give me at least another week or two. I'll do better. So you'll see. I have a few more things to say before I'm gone. <laughs> but <laughs> um, having the confidence that I have now has been unreal. And just the encouragement I've been getting from people. I'm going to talk a little bit about that in in just a minute. I, I might have to go, might have to go refill. So um, yeah, I want to talk a little bit more about that. But I just want to say, you know, no matter what your differences are, when you get divorced, do your best to stay friends. Do your best to stay friends. Do your best to be civilized and just, you know, get through it as smoothly as you possibly can. Be right back. Okay, now I want to talk about some of the questions a good friend gave me to answer. And I'm going to just pretend 
somebody's asking me these questions. So here I am. I'm reading it. I'm reading it from like, a, oh, I don't know, a submitted email. What has gotten you interested enough in atheism to do this? And I'm going to have to say my answer to that is I feel like I feel like there's been an influx of Christians and maybe it's just that I am surrounded by them and that they have started to try to infringe their ways on the rest of us and tell us that, you know, God is the only way and you have to do it this way or it's the wrong way. And I don't, I don't want to live by their rules. I, I want to be a kinder person, a more accepting person than they are. So that would be my answer of what got me interested in this. I, I, I'm much more interested in it now because I feel like we really need to find each other at this point so that we can show, we can show our numbers and that we are, we are not alone and they are not they are not, they're only our majority now, but maybe not for long. <laughs> All right, next question. What did the word atheist mean to you and how has that changed over time? Here's what I like about this question. I was raised outside of church, so the word atheist was never, it was not a word that I really even knew or needed or cared about. I'm not, I'm not sure if I did know it. It wasn't, it never crossed my mind. No one ever asked me, what are you? And I answered atheist until like the last two years. And that's how it's changed over time. I didn't need that word until a couple of years ago. I was just happy to be in the world and of this world. I so want to get those N-O-T-W stickers and cut the N off. I think that's possible. Has anybody got one? If anybody tried that, let me know. I want to do it. Of this world. I am of this world. For the people. <laughs> For the people. Humans. Humans. People. Be nice. It's not about rules. It's about being friends. It's about caring. It's about not doing harm. It's about just, you know, respect and being civilized. It doesn't seem like a hard concept. And I don't like that God is their, their standard. It has to be, well, if you, you know, if you don't believe in this, you're clearly not, you know, you're wrong. You're wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong. Well, you probably are, but I'm not saying you are wrong. I'm just saying live and let live. If it's not hurting you, why are you worried about this? If it's not... This is, I mean, that is a constant theme in my life right there. If this isn't harming anyone else, why are you worried what I do? All right, back, back to my questions. Do I worry about being out as an atheist? I actually don't. Here's why. I don't go around advertising that I am an atheist. Hi, I'm Stephanie and I'm an atheist. That's not how I do it. I do listen. I listen carefully. I listen carefully to what everyone says. And you kind of know if you do that, you'll kind of know who you can spoon feed and drop some little things, you know, kind of verify, are we on the same page? If you do that, if you do that, you'll actually meet more atheists or at least more agnostics if they prefer to be called agnostic. 
I don't worry about it because so far I've been successful. I think the people that would be most alarmed by it are probably just going to pray for me. So that's the way I'm going to look at it. They can, they've met me. They know I'm a kind person. I'm responsible, respectful. I do what I do very well. So everyone, everyone is being served by someone who doesn't believe in God. They see that. They recognize that and they just think, oh, well, you know, maybe Jesus just missed her so far. So let's just pray for her <laughs> and it'll be fine. So, so far I have had no problem. And that's, that's where I'm going to leave that. I, I understand that people, I understand that people can be worried about that. I think we need to let go of that fear and just be selective about who you tell. Be selective about the people you say things to. All right, the next thing, the next thing that was said was you don't normally seek out groups. What is about this that you like so much? And by this, it means the podcast group, the Yappers group, the Yaptron on Marco Polo. I don't normally seek out groups. It's usually, well, it's never been super successful for me. But in this case, I think I found my people. I found my people. I really enjoy them. And I actually feel like I'm doing some good. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. I don't know. But <laughs> but it's been um, it's been something I've never I've never experienced before. So if if you are if you are out there now, if you're out there now and you haven't been part of this group when you want to be. You know, first step, probably check out the Yappers on Facebook. The only thing Facebook is worth, you know, being there for. Check out the Yappers. I'll try to be there. But they're they're pretty good at being a self-contained group. And they're very encouraging people. And they're on the same page. They can help you out. They can help you out whether it's trying to tell your family that you're you're an atheist or just being like, you know, Anything you've got going on, you're, people are you know, divorcing. You know, hello. <laughs> and, and just so much more. It's It's been one of my favorite things. I, I haven't been there as much as I'd like to be, but because I'm busy with divorcing paperwork and now a podcast. I have an atheist podcast, guys. Who thought? Whatever. It's cool. All right. Next thing. <laughs> this is going to go pretty fast, right? I told you. I told you to talk faster. Drink four. So far, I have not spilled my cranberry juice. Oh, good. Well, it's half cranberry juice. Hmm. All right. Last question. What is it about the community that makes it such a supportive place? Now, uh, I'm going to speak mostly to the Marco Polo group. The Yaptron group is, I, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm part of a few Marco Polo groups. Fade to Gray and the Yaptron and a little spin-offs here and there. Here's the thing. We are we are like we are like a safe place of like-minded people and there's always someone that you can talk to about whatever's going on. Sometimes it's like, "Hey, I had a great day. What's up?" And then sometimes it's like, "Oh my god, I was like, my my day was so awful." I mean, guys, just like give, give me give me a little uplift. I just say, "Hey." And you know what? There's always somebody around. There's always somebody around to meet you where you're at. And because it's a safe place, 
a supportive place. It's just, I mean, I, I think it makes all the difference in the world. We all need that human connection, whether we think so or not. I've just listened to a bunch of podcasts on this. You need social interaction. Yes, even you introverts, you need social interaction. I'm an introvert too. Don't tell anybody. You need that social interaction to be happy. When you're feeling lonely, just be part, just be part of a group that you don't have to see at work and you don't have to see them at school. And you know, you don't, they're not in your backyard. I really hope someday that they will be in your backyard. There will be another atheist around the corner that is your best friend. And that's kind of why I would like you to try the best you can to be who you are. Be honest. Say it out loud. Just be as authentic as you possibly can so that you can make those connections with people that are on the same page. My future ex and I are not only not on the same page, we are not even in the same book anymore. So take that for what it's worth. And just, you know, be be brave. Be brave. Be vulnerable. Reach out. And speaking of speaking of brave and vulnerable, I'm gonna tell y'all you need to read the Daring Greatly Brene Brown book that Luke recommended. It was the number one choice on his book list. And uh, it's uh, it could be life changing. It could be life changing for some people. I could see how it would just, you know, balls out. Just do it. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Just do it. What's the worst that could happen? Always think what's the worst that could happen. And it's usually not as bad as you think it would be. Okay, that was so much more fun than the other 526 takes I did. You know why? Because four drinks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not. I mean, well, Daryl. Sorry, not sorry. Just for you, Daryl. <laughs> I also wanted to. Uh, I wanted to mention one thing that that uh, I I have binged that entire podcast that Daryl suggested last week when he was the featured atheist. My favorite Canadian featured atheist, Daryl. Born again, again. It was great. It was great. The first half a dozen, maybe more episodes, is it's like a love story. It's like a love story of a couple that deconverts together and what that could look like. What that could look like if you could deconvert together, change in the same direction. Here's the thing. It took a year and a half during their deconversion before one of them says, Hey, I don't think I believe in God anymore. And then the other one's kind of like, yeah, me neither. neither. (laughs) This is why I want you all to think about saying it out loud. I want you to think about being, being brave and saying those things out loud. Because that's a couple, a married couple. And it took a year and a half before one of them was brave enough to say, I don't believe in that invisible friend anymore. I think, I think I'm done. And you know, and that could have gone either way. They could have end up, ended up like me, unequally yoked and divorcing, but they didn't. And it's totally worth, it's totally worth finding that out. Now, once you get past the uh, love story part of the deconversion, well, that's how I see it anyway. They have some really great episodes too. 
about just, you know, the basic, the basic, I'm going to call it nonsense. I know it's not popular, but, you know, nonsense. God is love was one of my favorite episodes because God is not love is basically the point. The other one that I really thought was fascinating was this is your brain on worship. <laughs> now, as a kid, they grew up, uh, grew up with that stupid commercial of this is your brain on drugs. You know, it was pretty funny to me. The way the way that the whole the whole church experience is orchestrated so that you I mean it's literally there's literally a recipe for this so that you are emotionally drawn in and you 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 feel it and you feel like you're hearing the Lord and you feel the Lord and you're bonding with people and it's just it's 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 oh my god it's I mean it's it's bullshit you have been you have been snowed <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know how else to put it. But when when people do this to manipulate you, to buy into their thing, give them money, and believe in their... Oh, God, I hate seeing an invisible friend, but it is. I mean, they, they, they want you to believe in their thing so that you, you, you're with them. And, and I'm just, it's not, that is not cool. That is not cool. People need to stop and think. Stop and think, people. I hope you listen to me next week because now I don't know. I hope I didn't burn too many bridges. <laughs> All right. Here's what Luke would say. I don't need to know you to love you. I don't know. I'm gonna think about that. Give me give me a little bit to think about that. I might. I'm. I. I. I definitely love you if I don't know you. Can we put it that way for now? <laughs> All right. See you all on possibly Yapdron or Yappers. And let me tell you, if you want to support this podcast, just go to patreon.com and look for your atheist pastor. Join us. Join us. We're cool.